Hello, and welcome to Soulpreneur, the podcast dedicated to delving into the connections of Black wellness and entrepreneurship. Based off what we see on Instagram, you would think wellness is only for one type of people. Well, Soulpreneur is here to change that. Every week, we sit down with a different Black wellness business owner to discuss business, wellness, spirituality, and just navigating the space as a person of color. This podcast is brought to you by Black Yoga Society. My name's Andriana, and I'm the founder of Black Yoga Society. And this is Soulpreneur. Hey, Andriana here with Black Yoga Society. Today, I'm sitting down with Delilah. She's the creator of Black Girls Healing House, a phenomenal Facebook group that I'm so lucky to be a part of. It has over, wow, 41,000 members, which is crazy since it only started in November 2018. Yeah, we grew a little fast. We grew a little fast there. (laughs) So Delilah, thanks for sitting down with me today. Can you tell us a little bit about the inception of the group? Like, where did the idea come from? Um, actually, okay, so for the group, Black Girls Healing House, it actually just randomly came to my brain once. Um, back in November, I had previously started a group for Black women on their spiritual journey, and I started it with a friend. However, Is that group still around? That's a long story about that group, but we're not going to get into that. (laughs) Um, I started with um, she was a code admin for it, and she kind of just decided to do hashtag takeover. And I didn't really like how she was running everything. So um, I wanted to create a separate group that just focused on the healing aspect of Black women's spiritual journeys and self-care and mental health, things that, you know, mattered and were super important to me and the name black girl filling house just kind of just came about so naturally and so I created that space um separate from hers and then we kind of got into it and then we're no longer friends anymore and that group no longer exists (laughs) Uh, fair makes sense Uh, um so were you inspired to make the group from your own healing journey like did you struggle to find people that were on a similar journey as you Yes, I grew up, my whole family has mental illness. Um, My mom has schizophrenia. My grandmother has schizophrenia. My brother's bipolar. Uh, My sister suffers through depression. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of health issues and trauma within our family. And I experienced a lot of it within my own life. So I'm 26 now. I spent majority of my early 20s like trying to find places and resources to uh, help me heal and begin that journey. Mm -hmm. And so that's what also helped inspire Black Girls Healing House because I also needed those resources and tools and advice from experts. That is super relatable because I'm actually the same age as you. (laughs) And um, I definitely experienced a similar thing of being in the early 20s and just struggling with mental health and not knowing Mm -hmm. where to reach out to you know especially people that look like you yes that was the biggest issue talk about it I live in Alabama and it's very um old south down here and majority of the mental health professionals here are not black and if you are able to find somebody black 
they live either nowhere near you or your insurance doesn't pay for it. I did wow. come up with that issue. When I finally found a black therapist, my insurance wouldn't pay for it. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why, but she was out of network and I had to pay like 75 per session. Yeah. And therapy is not cheap at all. <laughs> at all whatsoever. Whatsoever. Now my college did offer therapist sessions for like five dollars per session, but they were on a waiting mm-hmm. list. And I was on that waiting list for like three years before I was able to even speak oh, wow. with someone. Like I was able to speak with somebody, but it was like an old white guy, and I just didn't feel comfortable speaking to them about yeah. colleges. That is relatable and makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, I think that's also one of the good things of being in university or college is the resources of having a therapy center mm-hmm. in the school. Which, you know, if someone's in their 40s, done school a long time ago, they don't really have that option. But even then, three years wait list is really it's long. Very, like, very what long. if you're going through something really like suicidal thoughts or something at that time in year one and you have to wait four years to talk about it? Yeah. To a white guy, old white guy? Basically, because that's what I was going through. I was going through like really bad depression. And they're just like, well, we still got, we got to put you on a waiting list. Wow. I was like, seriously? Seriously. I'm in crisis. Please help me. Exactly. And even um, what we have is where I live. I live in Birmingham, Alabama, and they have a few free counseling and therapist programs. But it's the same Mm. thing. Like, it's offered through the university. It's the same thing. You have to be on the wait list. And they don't have funding. This, This is another. It's a lot. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm from Toronto in Canada, and we also have resources of, you know, free therapy or discounted therapy, depending on your income. And it's the same thing. There's a long wait list. And even when I got into seeing somebody, I saw her every other month just because it was so busy. And she was an old white lady and I'd go to her with problems. She'd be like, yeah, I don't know what to say to you. And I'm like, this is literally your job. This is your job, is to know what to say. Yeah, I have this issue too. I remember in high school, I went to, my parent, um, my aunt and uncle took me to a, um, well, they were my guardians at the time, they took me to a therapist, and they were convinced that I was on drugs. What? Yes, and they asked me, they were like, do you ever sneak out of the house? I was like, no. They were just like, well, we don't really understand why you're here. I was like, well, I, I'm not a problem child. I just have problems that aren't crime yeah. or sex or drugs related. And they couldn't wrap their head around it. It was the worst experience ever. <laughs> that sounds horrible. It was oh my absolutely goodness. terrible. And then I told my uncle about it. They were livid. They cussed these people out <laughs> up and down. Those systematic racism bites again and biases. Yeah. Yeah, and they were even, my aunt was even more angry that they put me in a room alone with, like, a white guy, and he was the bad guy, yeah. like, being on drugs. That is so rude. Yeah, when, and then when oh they finally found a black woman for me to speak with, she just told me, like, I don't know how to help you. Yeah, I've heard that one before, and it's just like, it's your job. This is what you're literally paid to do, is to help me, so figure it out. <laughs> Exactly. I was like, so what you're telling me is you need a different career path here? <laughs> <laughs> Let's tell them to why you can't help me. 
Uh, so is that struggle the reason why you started that Black Girls Healing House is because yes. of those experiences? Is those experiences and then especially with where I live and how I grew up, my family was just like, you know, either talk to a therapist about it, which was hard to find, or you need to pray about it, which was not yeah. helpful <laughs> at all. Yep. So, and then I, you know, got older and I discovered there's alternative and holistic resources to healing. Like there's Reiki, there are herbs, there are, um, uh, there's uh, different practices. I can't remember, is it called NFP? Like, or tapping? Is that what it's called? I think it's called Like tapping. past life regression kind of thing? No, it's, it's a method. I think it's called tapping. One of the ladies in the group, she's a life coach and she does the method. And yeah. you basically tap like your traumas away by like okay. tapping on certain pressure points on your body. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I tried it before. Um, I can't say did it you... worked for me because I was, no. <laughs> I was about to ask. I'm like, did you feel any difference? I wasn't very consistent with it. You have to be very consistent and things that I have to be very consistent with. I can't do. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't Are you a Libra? <laughs> I have Libra in my chart, but I'm Aries. <laughs> oh, you're Aries. Okay. Yep. I'm Aquarius with Aries moon. So yeah, I'm relatable. <laughs> I can't mean cons- consistency. I'm just like, you might get two days of it out of me. You might. <laughs> um, I think one of the like amazing things too about this group, uh, being a member and participating in it is it's really supportive. Like there's 41,000 people and a lot of people are very active in it. Yeah. And people will post and they're like, I'm having such a bad day. I'm feeling bad about myself. Like I need to pick me up kind of thing. And just, you know, they'll get hundreds of comments of people being like, you look beautiful. Like, you know, people struggling with body positivity, posting pictures, people just be like, you're gorgeous. Like you got this. And that is super powerful just be surrounded by other black women who are just lifting you up and i will say that it it took a while to get this group on track to be like that because it is hard to create spaces for people of color on the internet and make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to do especially when you have large classes and every once in a while we'll get like one or two people who are just trolls and that's all they're there for but we you know set up rules, guidelines, and boundaries to make sure that the trolls have nowhere to be. (laughs) You ain't trolling over here. Ain't trolling over here. And if we catch you trolling, you out. (laughs) Period. (laughs) I've been a part of it, I think, for maybe about three weeks I've been a part of it. Oh, really? And I've, yeah, it hasn't been like super, super long, but I've had a really good experience so far of just seeing the positivity because I think I saw it in you know like groups you should join how you see on like the side mm-hmm. if you're looking at another group you'd be like you should join this group and then I saw the name and I was like oh this sounds really interesting this sounds like something I'd love to do um or be a part of just going to the group seeing like how many members are there I'm like okay now I really want to be a part of this <laughs> And then joining and just seeing like all the positivity in it. And I was like, okay, this is, it's like a really good safe space. Like 
you know, a place you can go and know that you're actually being heard, which mm-hmm. is so hard to find, especially as black women, because you just yeah. get labeled as angry or difficult and yeah, being around and other women validate you. It's powerful. Yeah, and I've been in spaces like mental health for black women groups. Um, I've been in like two or three. And I don't know. I don't, I'm not active in those groups because I see a lot of, I don't, I don't know. I don't like the vibes in those groups. I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I just, something about those groups I just never motivated me to be in. Um, yeah. And then I would join it to, I would join the groups to find resources um, to help me with um, healing and mental health and stuff. And I wouldn't find it. It would just be like a, a dumping like those groups would just turn into dumping grounds of like issues mm. and then um there's another problem not a lot of solutions yes and for a while like when i first started black rose healing house yeah it was supposed to be just like you know my original intention was for self-care healing and all that stuff and it was good um up until we reached about 1500 members it was like really good and then like when we reach from 1500 to that 2000 to that 5000 to that 10,000, then it became a dumping ground for everyone's issues. And it was so draining to the point nobody wants to be in there. Not even me. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I got to change the direction of this. Cause this is not what this was supposed to be for. So we created those, those rules that they hate, those guidelines that they hate, my unit section <laughs> that they don't read. <laughs> He's like, if you got a post, it has to be this, 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 and 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 it can't be this, this, and this, and this, and you're gonna have to be okay with it. You're joining. This is it. This is what you got to do. Exactly. And then they take it very personally. Like, I can't post this. No, you cannot. Why? Do you hate me? No. What's wrong? Do you hate me? I had that. I had that yesterday. This this girl wanted to post a post that went against the rules, and we declined it. And she took it very personally. And she thought we hated her. Why? I don't even know. If she's still in the group. I think she probably left it. Because when when I declined her post when she was trying to say we like ask if we hated her, I messaged her and said, "Please read rules and units." And I didn't get a response. So I'm just like, I can't, you guys can't be mad at me for enforcing these rules. Without the I rules, can't believe she asked that. You will be surprised these things oh, that no. people will ask and assume. One girl thought I was declining her post because I didn't like her because she was light-skinned. What? Yes. She what? Thought, another girl thought I was jealous. Well, the admin team, she thought we were jealous of her. But I was like, no, it's because you're 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 scamming people in the group. But yeah. that's another different topic. <laughs> we can go on and on about this. We could go on and um, on with things that go into <laughs> the group admining. Um, and I know you said that there's like eight of you guys that yeah. are moderators. Yeah, it's eight. I have one moderator actually. It is six admins, it's one moderator, and I'm about to get a new moderator. So technically, it's eight. Wow. So, what is like the purpose of the admins and moderator? Is it just to make sure that message that you put into the units that people don't read (laughs) are being followed? 
we all have different roles like the admins our roles are to clean to make sure that the page is curated to look a certain way to fit our or my vision um, the moderators jobs are to make sure they're not doing any um, things they're not supposed to be doing in the comment section which is like a whole okay. other job within itself because that, that comment section gets way out of hand and people get way out of line <laughs> And Kayla and, is there to make sure, hey, these are the rules of this space. You agree to the rules of this space and you will follow them or I'm going to have to mute you. And um, these are all volunteers as well. Yeah. They volunteer their time to make sure everything's yeah. good. Yeah. Everybody. Um, some of them, I kind of forced them into it. Like JT, I forced her into this because I was like, hey, I like you. Um, you have a lot <laughs> of things that I need to help me run and manage my space. And we need to be friends, and you need to add in my group. And she was just like, <laughs> "Okay." I was like, "Bet." <laughs> also, yeah, I get it. And that's how I that's how um, I got DT. Same thing with Alicia. I was like, "Hey, you're in here anyway, so add in my group for me." Before you started this group, were you part of any? I know you had the other group with your friend, but were you a member of other? kind of like wellness spaces whether that's in person or online like was there a yoga yeah. studio that you always go to or do you do um, yoga meditation I um I before I started this group I was going to do yoga at our local um metaphysical shop but I stopped doing it because it was too whitewashed and per- yeah. cultural appropriation out the ass <laughs> and his, his, yep. it was other black people there too and I don't know I just didn't I would just didn't feel all the way comfortable and I tried to look for other yoga places and it was the same thing whitewash and cult- culturally appropriated up the butt and as far as groups go um at that particular time there weren't any Facebook groups that had what exactly I was looking for. I was in, mm-hmm. well, I'm still in therapy for black girls. Um, and I listened to the oh, podcast, yeah. which is an amazing podcast. I love Dr. Joy. Um, I was quite active in there, um, but they decided to move the group more on to their website. So now they use their Facebook group. You have to submit all your questions to an admin and they'll post it for you. And that's just so I see. I don't have time for that. Yeah. And then it kind of takes the whole like discussion part out of it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Like, and I understand why they did it because it's kind of like with our group, when you have members submitting content to your group, it can really derail the meaning and the integrity of the group. Especially yeah. when it's like you get a certain post and you're like, ah, it doesn't go against rules and guidelines, but it's not appropriate for this space. But I know they're yeah, gonna be mad if I don't approve it. Stuff like that. <laughs> why do you hate me? Yeah, they're gonna be like, why do you hate me? Oh my gosh. They get mad and then they leave. And they be like, I'm gonna take all of my friends that I invited here with me. And I'm just like, okay, bye. That's, fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's your choice. <laughs> exactly. And then the friends never leave. It's just her. And it's like okay, <laughs> the friends never leave. leave. They never leave. Oh man. Was it a struggle? being black in those spaces um like the in-person spaces that you felt were really whitewashed and appropriated yeah it was a struggle being the only black girl in the room um there were you know very friendly caucasian people 
that were very interested in my hair, that wanted to touch. Um, oh my gosh, don't even get me started on that. Yeah, and it's just, I don't, there, and then there was another place here, they do, it's another metaphysical shop, and they do recce, and they sell crystals, and they have like a coffee shop and a tea shop that I was going to, and then um, they decided to, it's a, it's a white-owned store, but they decided to open up a voodoo shop upstairs. Oh. And all of the items are made by the owner. It was a white man. Oh. And I was in there one day. I was getting some herbs. And I was looking for Florida water. Because I figured, you know, since it's a metaphysical shop, they'll have Florida water. You know, the kind that you can just buy. Um, they said, he told me they have it. And it's in the voodoo, like the voodoo portion of the store. I was like, why do y'all have a voodoo portion of y'all's store? Y'all not. Y'all are white. <laughs> and I wanted to say that. Do you know you're white? <laughs> and you're not supposed to be Like, okay. And so he took me upstairs and he showed me it. And I was like, that's not Florida water that I'm used to purchasing. He said, oh, we made yeah. it. I was like, oh, so y'all make all of They made the mojo bags, the Florida water. They had chicken feet and bones. They have all of the African deity, African powers. They have altars. They have the, they have Ushun's altar next to Shango's altar next to, you know, all of them. And I'm just like sit standing there and watching all these white people walk around giving offerings to these altars of African gods wow. and purchasing mojo bags. And all types of stuff. And I'm just like, I am never coming back here ever again. <laughs> this never. is problematic on many levels. Thank so you. many levels. And I left that place because it was a nice, it was a nice atmosphere until they did that. And it really just turned me the wrong way. But in a lot of cases, yeah. I would go to different places, especially if they're all like white. And I see, as soon as I see things like that, I'm just like, <sighs> Now I have to excommunicate you. That size so relatable. That's yeah. so relatable. And they are like heavily gentrifying um, some of the areas here in Birmingham, and they're opening up a lot of essential oils and yoga spots and vegan bars, all yeah. white owned in black neighborhoods that are still considered to this day as the ghetto. And it's so crazy. It's like, do they not notice this? Like, do they not see this or realize this? That's the thing that I find so confusing. It's like you don't notice what you're doing or they see anything wrong with it i gather they feel entitled to it like yeah. they feel like having conversation with um, one lady they feel entitled to hoodoo and voodoo that's why they create can create those spaces they feel that they don't see anything wrong with wearing an african head wrap <laughs> because they had the money to purchase it or any yeah. of these things, like the guy that taught yoga was a white guy, and he was teaching us about um, it was a special holiday that was going on in India, and the place I go to is called the Golden Temple, and they celebrate the holiday. And he was telling us about the holiday and the fasting and all this stuff, and he had like on like the uh, I can't remember what it's called, but you know the the cute little dot that they put in the middle of their head. 
Yes. Um, but he had that going on. He just looked like he was wearing a costume. Called, but... but, you know, he went and spent summers in India in high school, and he feels like that is now part of his culture. Him and his brother. I was just so uncomfortable there. Ah, uh, a bindi. That's what it's called. <laughs> yes, yes. Bindi. Yes, and then it was, it was just weird. It was weird. It was weird, and it smelled funny. <laughs> I think that's what it means. So uncomfortable. It smelled so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my goodness. Um, I know you mentioned before about your family also dealing with mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, Are any of them into wellness or the health spaces? Not at all. Yoga meditation or anything? No? Nowhere near. Have you discussed it with them? I am the only one. (laughs) It is just me. I am the only one. They look at me, they're like, okay, Lala. And they just continue, you know, whatever they're doing. And even if I just mention, hey, like to my sister, like, hey, you should try yoga. You should try meditating. You should try exercising and eating right. She's just like, you leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) (laughs) No, thanks. Rather not. Okay, die early. I don't care. Um, why do you think that is? Like, why do you think it's such a struggle that they don't want to, you know, incorporate any of these practices or don't really care to uh, learn? My theory on it, because I never asked them why, because I ain't got time to argue with them. I really, they're very close-minded. But my theory is there is this this conditioning when it comes to African Americans that you have to suffer in life. And you don't have, you're not supposed to have the privilege and opportunities to heal from your suffering because you're black. And it's, it, it becomes a way of life because I noticed it. And I came to this conclusion a few months ago mm-hmm. and I noticed it in every generation, especially when it comes to black women. We sometimes, we, sometimes we have this, this thought in our brain because I had to struggle with it. And I still have to do my affirmations, let myself know that this is not what life is about. And it, a lot of it yeah. comes from Christianity, not to bash Christianity, but a lot of it does come from Christianity. And it'll, it, it's something in us that tells us if I'm not suffering, there's nothing on the other side. That I have to suffer my whole entire life in order to see a blessing, in order to see abundance, in order to see prosperity and yes it is true that you know life is you know it's, it's two sides to life you have ups you have your ups and you have your downs but you're also supposed to learn lessons from those downs you're also supposed to yep. go through those challenges and you're also supposed to embrace the struggle so you can be stronger stronger and so that you can learn but life is not supposed to be you know you're not supposed to self-inflict those struggles kind of like you ever heard of people talk about struggle love <laughs> and they're just like, if you're not struggling in your relationship and your man ain't cheating on you and he ain't doing this, 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 oh gosh, yeah, no, that ain't real love. That is, I don't got time for that. I don't have time, nor do I respect that. But that is a lot of black people's conditioning when it comes to relationships, but it's also their conditioning when it comes to their health to their money, to work. I think that's just because of you know the environments we've grown up in. Like, we've seen our parents struggle. We've seen our grandparents struggle. Mm -hmm. We've seen them struggle in relationships. We've seen them struggle with finances. So that's just all we know, you know? And I think a lot of people, it's hard. Like, they're almost scared, like a fear, I guess, of 
approaching things in a different way because like this is what i've grown up with this is what my parents know my grandparents know my cousins my yeah. aunts, that's all they know that's all you know and i had to get out of the mind especially when it came to work i had the mindset of if i'm not suffering at work and if i'm happy at work i am not making money and i'm not doing it right and i'm lazy and i'm this is in a third oh my god that is such a big one for me because i have been so unhappy in my past couple workplaces um, my first office job, I was like the only black person on both teams I was a part of and ended up getting fired for literally asking for help. I went mm-hmm. to my manager and I'm like, I feel like I'm struggling and I'm not moving forward. How can I move forward? How can I move to the next step in this process? And it would just, you know, she was a white lady and the white VP ahead of her, like, just didn't really care to put in the energy or care to help even though I've never made any mistakes or anything yeah just felt like I wasn't moving forward and there was other people who were part of that group who till this day because I have a friend who still works there are still making the same mistakes that Mm -hmm. they made when I was there and before I even got there but yet they keep their jobs for making million dollar mistakes literally with clients money that worked in marketing million dollar mistakes they ain't black so they can cry and be like, please let me keep my job. And they're still employed and making money. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 yeah, it's, I've had those crazy. And it's so that even weighs on your mental health. It does. Like I have PTSD. I do not want to work in an office ever again because it had such a bad experience for me. I do not want to go back to corporate America at all. Cause that it is draining. It is depressing and, and you feel like you can't even say anything like i can't yes. even going and asking for help and even i've had was experiencing bullying in this environment but one of the you know president's favorites guy who accused me of cultural appropriating him what? <laughs> let me tell you this story uh we had a, i was a part of like the fundraising group within this um organization and one of my friends is a drag queen. So he did a drag queen hosted bingo. And it was just all for charity. Uh-huh. Like they weren't getting paid because they're donating their time to help charity. We raised over $1,000. It was the most successful event they've ever had. And I ran it all by myself. And his response, he didn't even participate in it, first of all. And he's a gay white male. His response is, oh, I was appropriating his culture by bringing drag queens into the corporate environment. I was like... Have you not seen Paris is Burning and know that modern day drag is off the backs of black, black people. queer people? Yeah. Who were got inspiration from black women? Have you not? Even the it? drag queens that came knew that the inspiration was black women too. And they were pissed when I told them about that. <laughs> I was just like, wow, this is this yeah. is the corporate environment. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. Yeah, I can't. And then on top of that, um, Military environment is even worse, too. <laughs> Were you part of the military? For a very brief time. Do not tell anybody, but I was in the Navy once. I don't recommend it to anybody. Because we are being recorded. <laughs> I mean, of course they know, because I know I'm being recorded. We just don't tell people. Oh. If find out. <laughs> it's a part of my life I don't want to relive. I've heard, or just read, I guess, because um, I don't know anyone firsthand. It's just based off what I've read. 
um, of the traumas of being in the military, um, dealing with like the hair situation. And even a recent one of like a girl went missing at the military base and they just cleared out her bunk like she didn't exist. Oh yeah, I, that like, I remember one girl um, what? committed suicide. She hung herself. This was probably a few months before I got there. She hung herself in the um, laundry room. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my yeah. Gosh. Is this Everyone. a was this a black woman who did this? I don't remember. I don't remember. I didn't ask what race. Oh, okay. That point didn't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, y'all let this happen. That is crazy. Oh my god. Yeah. Since you started the group, what can you say is kind of like the successes or conflicts of mixing wellness with your business or I don't know if it's registered business. Um, so far I haven't had any conflicts. Um, because I started I decided to turn the group into a business very actually this year, the start of COVID. Mm-hmm. Because prior to this I did social media management taxes and I wanted to focus on like taxes, but I was just being pushed to like turn the group into a business. I'm just like, how? How do I turn a group into a business? How do I monetize yeah. this? And then like, you know, the more I started asking the questions, I started getting more ideas. And then this is like during the time when the group went from like a 10K group, because I think I had about ten to 15,000 people at the beginning of this year. And then mm-hmm. it went like, when COVID started, it went from like, it doubled to like 30,000. Wow. Yeah. It's um, a lot of people needed that. A lot of people needed mental health and wellness and everybody wants to embark on their spiritual journey. It that's when I started to see a need for it. Well, no, let me not say that because I knew it was a need for it. It's when a lot of people like the environment that we're in now is pushing a lot more people to go seek this out. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. I was just like, well, a lot of people are looking for these resources. A lot of people are looking for events and spaces. Why not turn it into a business? And yeah. so far, I haven't had any issues with it because we're just, I haven't fully launched everything that I want to launch for it. But so far, no issues. The only conflicts I have are the ones, the folks in this group <laughs> that get mad at me because I decline their posts. <laughs> that think you hate them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, listeners, this is the perfect time to take a little break. Check your posture. Make sure your back is straight. And let's just take a few breaths. Inhale and exhale. Just get a nice few deep breaths in. And then we'll continue with the podcast. When you saw that the numbers were growing at the start of COVID and you felt like, you know, it was the right time to make it into a business, was this kind of like your own internal thoughts? Like, did you meditate on this idea or was it like family, friends, outside sources that are like, you should kind of make this into something or monetize it in some way? Funny story about that. So when the group was about maybe 2,000 people, 
a very long time ago. I think it was like sometime around last year when the group was getting, I want to say it was sometime during 2019. I think I was pregnant. I can't remember. But it was sometime last year. (laughs) We were um, getting like, we decided to start getting new, like, approved readers because people wanted to read in the group. And I was like, I don't know, y'all. Y'all could be scamming folks, which that was <laughs> happening, too. It was, like, a girl that was scamming people and reading them with Uno cards. What? Kid you not. It, that's a whole nother story. Kid you not. It was, a lot of, it was a lot of stuff going on. And so people wanted to do readings, so we started to take in approved readers. So I was getting a reading from a girl in the group. Her name's Claire Antoinette. She, I love her to death. Yeah. And she was giving me the reading. And I was asking her about my career because I was stuck at a corporate America job that I freaking hated. Um, hated it, hated it, hated it. And I knew, you know, once I had my child, I wanted to, like, go into entrepreneurship. I wanted to start a business. I just didn't know what. Mm-hmm. And she was pulling out some cards. She was doing her little clairvoyant stuff or whatever. And then she tells me, she was like, <laughs> Your biz, your group is your business. I was like, "What you mean, girl? It's a Facebook group." <laughs> she was like, "No." She was like, "She was like, it's gonna be really big and it's gonna grow, and wow. this is gonna be like a part of your future and a part of your." She was like, "This is a part of your 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 what's the word to use? Not destiny, because that's so cliche. Um, um, purpose." She says, "It's a part of your purpose, purpose as, yeah. a, as a healer." And I was like, "Girl, that doesn't even sound accurate." At all. Because I ain't making no money from this. <laughs> she was like, I'm telling you, like, it's going to happen. And so she told me that. And it was kind of just like, eh, I don't really know. And yeah. then um, then it started, you know, I had my child last year. I've just been sitting at home, just chilling, on maternity leave. The group started getting bigger. I'm over here doing taxes. I'm out of my business. And doing taxes and minding my business. Doing taxes and minding my business. And the group just like grew overnight by another 10,000. I'm just like, what is going on? Wow. Yeah. It was like, I was getting like, even like right now, I have like 900 members that I have to improve. Wow. That is from like a day. Crazy. But we was getting people in like hundreds by the hour. I'm just like, who are you folk? <laughs> Is it just like people that are members or just inviting other friends? It was into people. It, it was like majority is people inviting. It was everybody inviting. Wow. People. And um, I didn't tell. I never tell anybody to invite folk. If you want to, that's that's yours. It's your business. But everybody in the group was just inviting their friends. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I need to structure this group more because y'all, this thing about to get out of hand no more. Wait a minute. <laughs> and that's when I started getting my, I got my friend, J, now friend JT, and JT is a business consultant. Well, she had a business consultant biz, uh, business on the side. Yeah. And then I got Kayla. Kayla's like a travel, it's, everything started to like come together because all my admins, they do certain things within their own lives that help me build this group to what it is now, like. Kayla is a travel and um, hospitality uh, manager, and she plans trips and events. JT is a business oh, consultant. Wow. Um, I, you know, I manage social media. I do social media marketing. I do graphics. I did all the branding and everything for the group. And then all my Virgo friends, that are my admins, they do all the organization <laughs> and shit and make all the forms of the Excel files. <laughs> and then oh, my girl, everyone needs a Virgo in their life. 
everybody, at least two, at least two. That's it. <laughs> and then my Libra, uh, Chelsea, she does like all the sound bowl meditations. The she does readings too, but she does like she's also like my personal life coach too. <laughs> and um, she gives me like advice and like all types of support. And I had another reading with a girl when we was taking in more approved readings, approved readers. And she gave me the same message. She was just like, this group is your business and it's going to grow tremendously because it's a part of your purpose. And I was like, interesting. I'm doing taxes and minding my business. Okay. I don't know nothing about all that stuff that you're talking about. That That is just not me. And she was just like, I was just like, I'm not, I was like, I don't do no readings. I ain't I, I, not here. I'm not shaman. That's not who I am. She was just I'm like, yeah, she was like, your path is, she was like, your path and your originality is different, but this is a part of your purpose, and it starts with the group. I was like, okay, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I'm a sucker yeah. girl. And then I had, um, I had a reading. Uh, I started taking tarot classes from a girl in the group. And we were doing it right in the middle of our course. She was just like, she was like, this group is about to be like an explosion of your business. I was like, that's not even what the cards say. (laughs) 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 She was just like, no, she was like, I'm downloading messages from my, you know, the spirits. And that's what they're telling me. Like, this is about to be it. And I was like, okay, you know, I trust it from you because, you know, we cool. So if yeah. three people, I think like within this year, four or five people told me that. Wow. And that's amazing. I didn't start to see it until last week. Last week, this lady from Facebook reached out to me and she runs an organization called Finn. Mm-hmm. And she has a Facebook group and it has 1.5 million people. Wow. Yeah. She's had it for five I didn't years. I know they could get that big. <laughs> me neither. When she reached oh, out to goodness. me, I didn't know who she was at first. But um, Facebook has, like, different programs in place for people who are community leaders who have Facebook yeah. groups. Um, where they fund Facebook groups that serve purpose and meeting and um, do things within their community. Wow. That's... I didn't even know that existed. Wow. I found out about it two years ago. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the group Broke Black Girl by Daisha Kennedy. But she runs runs a group. It's a finance group for black women. And I discovered it four years ago when I was in another corporate job that I hated. And I need to (laughs) have a budget and all that other stuff. I joined her group. And she was the one that had posted about the program and everything on her page. I was like, shoot, let me try to see if I can get in. I applied. I've applied twice and I still haven't I'm still not in that program. But when I tell you they pay you well to be a they pay you six figures. <laughs> to run a to run Facebook. Yes. Like and I applied to this year. They sent me an email saying I didn't get in, right? I was so upset. But I was like, you know, I'm just going to keep it tracking. That's probably not even for me. They send you, like, to Germany for, like, 10 weeks to do training and everything. I was like, I probably couldn't even do it anyway because I'm a son. And wow. then I joined. They did let me into some of their unpaid programs that they have. They have unpaid programs. They let me in to some of those. 
And then one lady from Facebook, she does diversity and inclusion. She inboxed the Facebook groups page. She told me how much she admired my work. She admired the group. She wanted to, she was telling me how she's trying to get Facebook to do something separate for black community leaders. So she invited me to her group. And it's like designed to help black community leaders get funding for their movements and for their businesses. And that's where um, the lady from Finn found me. And she has like been interviewed for People Magazine. Um, she's been interviewed hey. by Zach Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, I'm sorry, not Zach Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg himself. She's been um, on NPR, like all these publications. And I remember when I was doing, I was in my other Facebook program that I'm in, they have free training, and she teaches the free training. Wow. And I was watching her videos, watching her training. I was like, wow, this lady is it. I was like, I want to be back <laughs> at the big one day. Didn't even know this lady had inboxed me. Tell me wow, that she that is wild. Group. She's in the group, and she wanted to, like, chit-chat with me. She wanted to call me. We talked for, like, two hours, and she wanted to know, like, more about the group how it got started and she wanted to like help me turn it into like how she did Finn but she was just wow. like if your group is at like 40,000 now and it's only been around for two like I was sitting at like some 200 numbers for like years <laughs> yeah but a lot of people grow their groups with like Facebook ads like paying for advertising and marketing I didn't do any of that these people just been inviting folks in well, I guess it's just people really connected to what the group was about and the message. Yeah. And like That's literally how I found it. It was just, you know, a recommended group for me. Yeah. And I've never, sad to say, I ain't never heard of Finn and her group and her movement, but she does, <laughs> she does something kind of similar to, but hers is more for like women, women empowerment, but it's not specific to okay. black women. And she, oh, and she started the group. She's from... I want to say Nigeria, and she started a group when she was in Nigeria, and her group okay. like got so much, so much um, publicity and all types of stuff. Because she told me she was like, once your group gets bigger, and then Facebook, once they recognize that your group is bigger, you're gonna get phone calls from People Magazine. You're gonna get phone calls from to go speak at conferences. She was like, because that's wow. how it started for me. And she was like, and you'll probably have 1.5 million people in your group in like less than two years wow i believe it girl if it's already doubled in a few months it's gonna it's gonna continue growing yeah it's going to and for i'm sure. a little scared of that because <laughs> i'm like do well, not be scared of your success I'm ever scared of it because these women are mean <laughs> it can be they yeah can be but... mean, especially if you don't prove they post Talking about why do you hate me? I'm like, I don't hate you. I don't even know. <laughs> but eventually, when the group gets bigger, I mean, you can take a little backseat on actually like approving posts and stuff like that. Because you'd be to too busy now. traveling around, living your best life in Germany. <laughs> I am trying to do that now because we get about a thousand posts a day. Yeah. And they get mad when I close it down so I can approve stuff. It's like, I want to post. I'm like, lady, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Let me live. Let me live. Why can I post? Because I turned it off. Why did you do that? Because I have a life. 
Like, why am I going to block you? Because I told her I had a life. I was like, how are you going to block me in my group? Oh my God, I'm so dead. Would you say like the ultimate goal for your group is to, you know, get to that point where it's almost its own organization? Like what uh, she was messaging you about? My ultimate goal is to take it from just an online space to like a physical space, but have like subchapters of the space within like the major cities that we have. Mm. Which would take a lot of money. I'm also taking donations, but (laughs) 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 which takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of um, expertise I don't have, but which is why I found me a business consultant is going to help me take a for-profit and then create non-profit chapters around the for-profit. And then I got to find somebody to do the accounting and the taxes for that. It's a lot. It's a lot. I back one step at a time. It's it's so true. I mean, I feel very relatable and similar goals too with Black Yoga Society. And it's so overwhelming, like figuring out like for profit or nonprofit and like It is, it is, but my mom's an accountant, but she's like, You need a like actual all the time accountant and you need a lawyer to draft all these things out. But I'm like you need audit. I lost my job because of COVID. I don't know what to do. All that takes a lot of money. And I'm just like somebody needs to just fund and finance this to me. And which is why I'm a part of, you know, the other program where they help you find the funding for this stuff. Yeah. But you know, so far ain't found no no sponsorships yet it's a process (laughs) you know everything happens when it's supposed to happen that's what i've been finding out right everything happens as it's supposed to everything's like slowly like slowly slowly growing and it's Mm -hmm. gonna be one day i'm gonna be like well how did i get here (laughs) right we're gonna be looking back on this moment in like a year you know, my group was 41,000. I did an interview for a podcast. Now I'm interviewing by People Magazine and I'm doing TED Talks and my group is a one million. Listen, if I end up like, oh, her name is Lola. The girl, the lady that runs Finn. Her name is Lola. I love that name. Uh, okay. Um, I love that name. TED Talks and whatnot. And I'm just like, I, I never imagined myself to do no TED Talks for nobody. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> No, talk for nobody. <laughs> for nobody, because public speaking terrifies me. Oh, yeah? It does. Public speaking terrifies me, unless it's in, like, a small room. Because I'm very socially awkward, in case you haven't noticed. Mm. Um, but even when I, I haven't. do, like, whenever I had to do, like, presentations at work, like, when I work, like, the biggest corporation that I work for, I had to do, like, presentations and speak for rooms of, like, hundreds of people. And I'm just, like, hey, y'all. I'm Lila. <laughs> I work over there in that apartment. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but doing like a TED TED talk, I'm just like, that's like millions of people, and I got time. Well, trust me, you got that Aries energy. You got that good personality, that nice, energizing voice. And you have the nice little sweet Alabama accent. Girl, trust me, you could do it. You you could do them TED Talks. I believe in you. I'm glad you do. Because if they ever ask me and I have to get on stage in front of people, I'm going to draw a blank. Like I just, <laughs> I just called Mark Zuckerberg. 
I think that you have like prompters there, like teleprompters at least, you know, to keep you on track. I have bad vision, even with glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bitch at everybody's name. <laughs> Oh my god, this was such a good chat. Uh, thank you so much for talking about, you know, your journey, the starting of this amazing group that is just full of so much positivity and love in it, and talking about everything. It was really educational, and it was also really fun. You're really fun to talk to. Thank um, you. For people listening, where can they, one, join the group, and two, find out more about you? Oh, you can... Join the group on Facebook. Just search Black Girls Healing House. We also have an Instagram page, Black Girls Healing House. It is not fully developed yet because we only have like 200 followers. It has like a few posts on there, but it's that. (laughs) Um, You can find me on Facebook at Delilah Antoinette. You can add me as a friend. I haven't reached that threshold yet of like, you know, 500 people. I also don't have my blue check yet. So, you know, we can be friends. But once I get my blue check... (laughs) Once I get my blue check, sis, you're going to have to follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Once that blue check comes, that blue check it's comes. different. It's going to like two years. going to come. I think less than that. I mean, I'm not a tarot reader or anything, but I think it'll be less than that. Hopefully blue check comes with some coins because Daisha Kennedy just got her <laughs> blue check. And we've been Facebook friends for like, I don't know how long. And I was just like, sis, if you unfriend me after you get this blue check, I'm going to be really upset with you. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that blue check comes with some coins. I hope it comes with some coins. I'm I'm fine. Look, send an email to that, sir. I know all of your people. <laughs> Dear Mark Zuckerberg, if you I got this blue check, but I am missing my coins. <laughs> if you don't pay me and pay me now, <laughs> you do not want to see me angry, Mark. Thank you. No, you don't want to see me angry. I know very important people. Very important. I know Mr. Obama. <laughs> and Michelle. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> and Michelle. Thank you so much, Delilah. This was a great chat. And thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for reaching out. This podcast is brought to you by Black Yoga Society. If you want to learn more about Black Yoga Society, you can visit us at blackyogasociety.com. I'm your host, Andriana Crawford, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>